Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you again this week. A bit later in the program, we're going to have a look at some of those innovation tips from uh, Steve Jobs, and also uh, we'll be talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about the importance of a niche for your business. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Alan Stevens, but a very interesting subject, the art of reading people. Good afternoon, Alan. Good afternoon, Julian. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're certainly uh, an intriguing subject, the art of reading people. Uh, what What is it all about? Well, what it's about is um, a number of different ways of uh, reading people in through their body language, through their facial fe- uh, features and facial expressions. It's about reading what a person is not telling you, what they're actually hiding, and also how they're likely to behave in uh, future situations. And... You gone? Yeah, sorry. And that's all about um, looking at, as I said, the body language to work out, uh, you know, what's going on in the background. Micro-expressions, if you may have heard of those before, through series like the uh, Lie to Me series on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were popularised there. It's picking up uh, the expressions that somebody can't uh, contain or can't hide, but will give away their information about how uh, they're really feeling in that moment they're telling you the truth or not. Well, there's more to the point that something might be missing. But you take it a step further. I mean, a lot of people can say, I can read body language, and, you know, basic body language is fairly easy to understand, but you've got a lot of other skills added to that, haven't you? Well, that's right. Adding to that, um, with that, I said, the, uh, looking at facial features, you can work out someone's personality. So that, um, and then adding towards that NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, using the uh, right uh, questions and uh, wording and that to take a person down a particular path to work out what they might really mean about something and to uh, take them to where you, um, say in a negotiation, if you're uh, selling an item, for instance, how to actually take them through to that sale. So so the uh, people's faces will actually give away their personality? That's right. It goes back to about uh, the 1920s when a judge in America was looking at all the people that came before him. Now, it's not a case that particular face types will be criminals, but what he realised was for the charge or the uh, crimes that they were being charged with, there seemed to be a correlation between the type of crime and their facial uh, uh, features. He correlated to about 125 uh, features in total and started working with those. And then another gentleman came along who was a sceptic at the time, uh, Robert Whiteside, who uh, the judge profiled and from there got uh, quite interested in uh, the actual uh, process. They then worked on it for the next uh, 15, 20 years and brought it down to 68 traits, which have an accuracy of about 99%. In other words, uh, when they've said to somebody, well, this is what we're seeing, 99 times out of 100, the answer was, yes, that's right. And together, those 68 traits can then uh, be put together to work out someone's uh, personality because there's no uh, two personalities that are the same. Mm. And the only way of telling someone's personality in the past has been through asking questions like psychometric profiles, like DISC and MIS brief profiles, etc. But the you can't use those with a um, uh, someone you've just met. You have to put someone through a questionnaire. You can't do it in a situation. You can't do it in a um, in a family situation. Mm. So obviously this. Um, uh skill can be used in almost any situation. In, in business, though, it would have an important role, wouldn't it? Well, it certainly would. 
you can start first of all with um, employment if you're taking on uh, new staff. At the moment, you have psychometric profiles, etc., but they only have a certain accuracy. But you then want to know is uh, how accurate were they? Well, if you actually apply this uh, technique on top of that, not replacing the original uh, profiling techniques, you can then clarify what you're actually seeing. So you can use it in a job recruitment situation. You can use it in sales. So you can actually look at somebody and work out their buying motives whether they're going to be looking for the quality of the service or the actual pricing of the service. So you therefore know how to actually steer your sales approach. Then you can use it in negotiations within your organisation as well. If you understand the other person's personality, you can then work towards getting a result on the negotiation that they're having at the time. So in resolution, for instance. So there's obviously uh, many advantages here um, to being able to do it and you need to employ the right person in the first place. How, how accurate would it be to, to, uh, to, obviously with all the other skills, to ensure we have got the right person? Well, this is where um, using those skills, once you've learned them correctly, and this is where uh, the training then comes in uh, to be the most important part, once you've got the skill underneath your belt, then all the measurements that we do, you can then, just through your um, uh, spatial awareness looking at somebody, you're looking at the extremes between the different features and working on where the extremes are, and you know that those ones are very accurate. Then in between, when they start to get towards a middle of a trait, it then look at the other traits around it. It's not just one trait on its own. It's a combination of all the traits together. It's like body language. When you look at body language, crossed mm. arms mean uh, one thing, but this is where the most people make the mistake with it. People are told that that's uh, somebody putting up a barrier. Mm. But it could be because they're cold. It could be because this person is usually, um, what would you call it, uh, intimidated by authority when they're standing around their boss, for instance. You have to look at it in context with what's their normal uh, situation in that particular case, but you have to look at it in context with everything else that's going on at the same time. If their arms are crossed, their feet are facing towards the door, and their body's leaning that way, well, you know they want to get out of the room. Mm. If they whether their arms are folded and leaning forward and paying attention and asking questions, their facial expressions are quite uh, showing interest, then you know it's just that they need to put their arms around themselves for their own comfort. Mm. Same thing with their facial features. You then look at, okay, if they've got this particular trait, it may be moderated or enhanced by another trait. So you get all of the traits together and then you get it, make a, um, a decision on what you're actually seeing. Mm. And from there, you can you know, get uh, quite accurate with it. As I've found uh, profiling this way, I can profile somebody with a matter of minutes, which uh, is much faster than any uh, uh, questioning techniques that you might be able to use. And I know that I, because I use NLP, I ask questions at the time, I get my feedback to know that my uh, my you know, first uh, recollections of it, or, um, uh, or assumptions, if you want to call them those, straight away that I know they're accurate. Mm. From the feedback that I'm able to give. This is why I've talked again with four different skills. You, you've mentioned, I mean, a lot of these skills have been around for a long, long time, and yet really there's, they're not fully used in the business sense. Where, where do you see this going? Where I see going is into uh, HR groups to be able to incorporate it along with their present systems of um, uh, looking at the people that they're employing. Same thing with recruitment organisations to help people find the right careers to suit their personalities. And also, with um, more importantly, with schools. At the moment, 
if you ask anybody, you'll find that the statistics are around about 70 to 80 percent of people leave school with no idea of what they want to do when they um, go into the workforce. And quite often we spend another 20 or 40 years trying to find our niche. Mm. We then find that uh, well, universities are finding the same problem. They're losing a lot of money, about $1.4 billion a year, with people who drop out in their first years. That's across Australia. Mm. And I think the figure with TAFE is that 62% of first-year students drop out as well. Now, most of that is due to the fact that they find that the course they're doing doesn't fit or is not what they thought it was going to be, which means they're not going to like the work they do. But if they're heavily committed financially to do that course, then they go into a career that they don't like. And this then affects business to a great deal, where you then start having people who are unproductive because they're not happy in the work they're doing, and that affects Australia as a whole. Yeah. And if we're finding at the moment large number of job turnovers, and um, at the same time, if we're able to teach uh, employers how to use it properly, we presently have about, or the statistics show that 80% of people who resign from their work uh, resign because of their immediate uh, supervisors or managers. Now, if we teach these skills to both the to the managers in particular, they can have better relationships with their staff as well. So we alleviate that problem. So there's so many areas in which we can save a lot of money for mm. um, uh, for business. Mm. And in particular, with the schools, if we help the kids find the right careers, I know that the uh, Grattan Institute stated that if we improve the uh, teacher performance by 10%, it would put the Australian GDP up by $90 billion by the year 2050. Wow. But I know that if you turn around where they've used uh, this sort of uh, training in, the, in education in the States, which they call social-emotional learning, that academic levels go up by 18%. Mm. Now, a 10% increase in teacher performance with $90 billion on the uh, uh, Australian um, GDP, but that doesn't correlate back to what the academic level would be. It would be much, it'd still be less than 10%. Mm. This, in this case, an 18%, what uh, would that do to the Australian economy? Excellent, isn't it? Well, thanks for your time, Alan. I know you run workshops from time to time and people can find that on your Facebook page. That's right. There's also one that we're doing uh, coming up on Wednesday, which is a free uh, seminar. We've got one of the speakers from the uh, 21st Century Financial Summit from Melbourne. Uh, he'll be speaking down there with Richard Branson. Uh, we're bringing him up on the 2nd of November here to Newcastle, and that'll be a free seminar for anybody who wishes to uh, book into that. And they'll be able to find those details on my website as well. Um, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll uh, get quite a few people there. It'll be in, uh, in Newcastle itself. Fantastic. Thanks very much for your time, Alan. We'll talk to you again another time. You're welcome. Thank you very much Thank for you. your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alan Stevens there helping us to understand the art of reading people. Very interesting, isn't it? And that enormous dollars to be saved. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. Time to pop over and have a chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. Uh, hi, Julian. And you're up in sunny Brisbane today. Uh, not so sunny today in Brisbane. It's mm. a bit overcast. Pleasant, but a bit, a bit overcast. We, yeah, we've so. got all the beautiful weather here then. I understand that, yeah, <laughs> yes. So we're talking about a niche. What is a niche? Well, a niche is um, uh, a point of difference. Uh, it's, a, it's what makes your business different from other businesses. It makes you stand out from um, the crowd of competitors that you might have. So um, it's basically your competitive advantage. It's the way that you do business that's different. Um, and 
it's about a, a part of um, a market um, or a part of a group of customers that you will service that will make them want to come to you and keep coming back to you. So it would be particularly important for a small business. How, how would one go about creating a, a niche? Well, you really got to know your business very well. Uh, and your niche can be in terms of the type of person um, that you, you service in terms of their wants or their needs. And it can either be in terms of a product. Um, so you might have a particular product that um, that people want. Um, a good example of that is left-handed scissors. Uh, I understand that people who are left-handed have, um, have trouble using conventional scissors that are designed obviously for right-handed people. So there's a niche for you in terms of a product. Or it could be a service or the way that you deliver a product. The standard product can be delivered in many, many ways to the marketplace. And... Uh, uh, by doing it through either convenience or location or a particular way that makes it um, better uh, for your customers, satisfies their needs, their wants, uh, then that will become the, the niche for you. So you've got to create it. It, it just doesn't happen. Uh, you've got to you've got to define who that group of people is you want to service, how you will solve their problems for them, how you will uh, satisfy their needs and their wants, uh, and how you will deliver it to them when they want it. And uh, so you've got to work hard at it. Um, it does just does pop out at you. You've got to know your marketplace. You've got to know your customers, and you've got to know what your competitors are doing, um, and work out what they're not doing, uh, and do it differently. So it's really a question of research and, and really talking to your target market, isn't it? It is, exactly, yeah. And uh, the, the conference I was at yesterday had a great example of, of that in terms of the uh, insulation industry. Of course, we know the insulation industry went through a, a huge uh, issue a few months ago and this particular business was doing it very, very tough and they decided that they would um, change their business model uh, and rather than be conventional, they decided that they would be uh, based on sustainability principles. Uh, they took all their um, salespeople off the road. They took all their cars off the road, uh, and they used electronic uh, means to communicate, so telephones, emails, Internet, um, and they sold a 30% increase uh, in the cost of their product to their customers based on sustainability principles. They're saying, well, we're going to be environmentally... Uh, friendly uh, business and we're going to do our business in a very different way to other businesses uh, and we want to make sure that we minimise our footprint um, that we create by being in business uh, and uh, yeah and they are amazing that they actually um, by going for a niche of their customers which thought that uh, sustainability principles were very important mm. that they actually um, turned out a business that was very uh, marginal uh, in terms of profit, uh, turned it around in just five months and made it a very profitable business. Uh, and the customers actually uh, wore the um, the thirty percent increase in price uh, because they wanted to, um, I guess, support the values of that business and the way they were the, the way they were actually delivering the product to the market. Well, we look look at more of that next week when we uh, hear more about your conference and we talk about uh, email marketing. Yeah, and uh, there's a very good ways of doing it, and there's some poor ways of doing it. And I think that uh, I learned some great lessons yesterday from uh, from that conference. Look forward to talking to you. Thanks for your time. Great, thank oh, you. Ian. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Rick Leeson there from the Business Growth Centre, helping us to understand the importance of finding a niche. And uh, next week, of course, email marketing.